0: Hi, my name is Peter Beinart. I'm a fellow at the Foundation for Middle East Peace and really grateful to be joined today by Dima Khalidi, who is the founder and director of Palestine Legal and cooperating counsel with the Center for Constitutional Rights to talk about an issue that's been in the press a lot, um, a lot of discussion, maybe a a fair amount of confusion, I would say, over the last couple of days, and that is the Trump administration's executive order having to do with college uh, anti-Semitism or quote-unquote anti-Semitism on college campuses. So, uh, Dima, thanks so much uh, for being with us.
1: Yeah, good to be with you, Peter.
0: So I wanted to ask just really broadly, uh, what exactly does this executive order say and do?
1: Well, the executive order is, in effect, uh, doing what the what Congress has not done over the last few years, uh, which is to pass legislation that uh, directs the, the Department of Education specifically to uh, use a, de- a, a, a very controversial definition of anti-Semitism in investigate, investigating discrimination um, al- allegations of discrimination on campuses um, and in public schools so the the Congress has uh, several bills have been introduced trying to do this uh, trying to to impose this definition on the Department of Education and have failed so President Trump in essence um, uh, went ahead and and uh, issued this executive order um, that that direct not just the Department of Education, but all executive agencies, to consider this uh, this uh, distorted definition of anti-Semitism in investigating um, alleged discrimination under Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. So that that Act covers discrimination based on race, national origin. Um, and and color, um, uh, what what this executive order does is to uh, uh, you know say what the Department of Education has already said that um, you know th- this this Title VI actually covers also um, discrimination based on shared ethnic ancestry or shared or uh, perceived um, uh, ethnic ancestry. Um, and and religion as well. Um, so you know, if there's discrimination that is based on someone's uh, um, you know perceived uh, um, belonging to a to a group, um, that would would be could be the basis for investigation. So the the the, the DOE already had the authority to investigate anti-Semitism. What this executive order does is is require the department to consider the this this definition in determining whether there is anti-Semitism and this definition goes beyond what uh, what we know what the you know the, the kind of uh, uh, dictionary definition of anti-Semitism what we know as you know discrimination against jewish people uh, hatred of, of of Jews for being Jewish. um, And it includes uh, anti-Semitism based on uh, basically Israel, right? So this is the major departure here, um, that this uh, executive order, they in effect uh, codifies this definition um, and and says that, uh, you know, Discrimination uh, includes, uh, you know, all of these, uh, um, all of this kind of, um, you know, it, it, its real purpose is to target uh, advocacy for Palestinian rights. The definition very clearly says, you know, uh, it, it, it's based on something called the three D's, which has been used in uh, which which. Israel advocacy groups have been trying to codify many different contexts. And the 3Ds say that, you know, anti-Semitism includes uh, double standards against Israel, uh, delegitimization of Israel, and, uh, uh, and demonization of Israel. So you can see that this kind of broad and very vague definition could encompass any and all criticism of Israel. And that's really what this executive order is targeting. It's targeting people who are criticizing Israel, especially on campuses where there's a growing movement for Palestinian rights. Um, and it's uh, it, it's really um, part of a, a much larger effort to undermine this movement. Um, and you know, we we know it's really targeting campuses most uh, mostly because of what Jared Kushner said in the New York Times because of the the uh, extra focus on campuses as um as a site where where this kind of debate the, these difficult conversations are happening really
0: so let me probe a little more on this definition before asking you to talk a little bit about how these things actually play out on campus um mm-hmm. the the definition that's being um that's being invoked uh, from the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance says um Denying the Jewish people the right to self-determination, e.g. by claiming that the existence of the state of Israel is a racist endeavor, constitutes anti-Semitism. Why, in your view, is that wrong?
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's one of the most um, blatant signs that this is really geared towards uh, shutting down um, or intimidating or silencing People who are are criticizing Israel, um, you know, to what what I mean? What if we called the United States a racist endeavor based on its settler colonial history, based on its uh, its history of slavery? Um, you know, would that be uh, the basis for uh, for discrimination? Um, so when we're talking about Israel, it's Founding, um, its dispossession of Palestinians, its uh, military occupation, continuing military occupation over 50 years, um, you know the, the consistent and systematic human rights violations and its uh, complete uh, uh, undermining of international law. Um, you know these are facts. <laughs> this is this is reality. Um, and you know, so if, if we can't talk about those facts and, and describe Israel, um, for example, as a racist endeavor or as an apartheid state because it treats Palestinians uh, differently than, than Jewish Israelis, then there's a problem. You know, the, um, this is part of the necessary conversation about what Israel is and what Israel does. And what Palestinians want, and what uh, who Palestinians are. Um, So you know, certainly for me as a Palestinian, to be uh, to to be told that you know we can't criticize a state that has uh, dispossessed us, that denies our very existence, um, you you know, it's 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 a slap in the face, to say the least. Um, And we know this is coming from an administration that. Uh, has uh, has already, um, uh, you know, its anti-Palestinian agenda is very clear, and what it's done in its foreign policy um, is is to uh, uh, prop the 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 current most extreme far right Israeli government, and uh, you know, recognize settlements and. Um, you know, undermine, further undermine, and, and weaken Palestinians and their and their rights. Their under international law. So this, um, you know, so it's very clear that this uh, kind of uh, um, this kind of definition of anti-Semitism that that encompasses um, criticism of Israel is is meant to sh- to shut down. Debate about what's happening about the facts um, and, and that 's part of the, the challenge here is that that you know many Israel advocacy groups actually deny these facts they deny that uh, Israel is occupying uh, um, Palestine um, they deny that Israel uh, has, uh, is not a, really a democracy but that it uh, privileges uh, one group over another um, and, and and that's what we have to really focus on here what uh, what is the basis of these kinds of uh, discrimination accusations right is it is it actually the targeting of individuals because of their religion or their national origin, or is it you know the um, really talking about a state and its policies and its, um, you know, founding ideology. Um, so, So it's this effort to really conflate Judaism as a religion with Zionism as a political ideology.
0: I want to talk about how this impacts um, Palestinian and pro-Palestinian students on campus. But before that, I just want to ask one more question, which, again, is perhaps playing a little bit of devil's advocate. But I just want to give you the opportunity to kind of respond to some of the things that certainly in the Jewish community one hears a lot. Um, And and one of them is essentially that on campuses, um, in reality, there is – uh, that, that when people are talking about Zionism and Zionists, it often ends up being the, a kind of code for talking about Jews and that the Jewish students essentially are are targeted because um, of this conflation of the identity of Zionist and Zionism with, with Jewish students and asked to – kind of, and treated differently than other students because of perceived connection to Israel or, or, or that the term Zionist or Zio becomes itself a kind of term of anti-Semitic abuse. And I just wanted to ask you to respond to that.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I think this is a, uh, a really critical conversation um, because the fact is that there, you know, there is this this growing movement that uh, is is more and more understanding the uh, the nuances of the Israel Palestine issue, um, and part of that nuance is really understanding Zionism and what Zionism is. And I think, especially on college campuses, this is where you know where students are are sometimes for the first time learning about these things. And you know, of course, there's this uh, broader political um, political upheaval happening um, and and uh, part of the 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 energy on campuses is around a lot of uh, cross movement organizing and solidarity and so you know there's this um, there's this growing sense that uh, it, we can't really uh to, you know when we talk about injustices, when we talk about the the racism in this country, when we talk about uh the, the immigration uh crisis, when we talk about uh you know the 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 um, the the destruction of of indigenous lands and um and the the environmental crises uh we also have to be uh, thinking about where Palestine fits into this, and so I, you know, there's 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 a lot of conversation about this happening, and the one of the problems is that that there is in uh you know in the political discourse a lot of uh um uh, you know around Israel specifically. There's a constant conflation of Judaism and Zionism, and when uh, when someone says that that you know that their, that their belief in, in Zionism is tied to their Judaism, it's very hard to to parse that. Um, uh, but But the movement for Palestinian rights, the movement that we're talking about, the activism that we see on campuses, Is is generally very clear in distinguishing between Judaism and Zionism. When we talk about Israel as a Zionist state, and when we talk about uh, um, you know Zionists as as people who believe in this ideology, um, there has to be that uh, that distinction um, where it's not it's not about targeting an individual for their uh, religion it's about you know uh, it's about talking about that person's ideology right or do you support Israel as a uh, as a state that pr- privileges one people over another um, that's what Zionism does um, and and Zionism uh, necessarily means the dispossession of another people in order to create a Jewish state, right? So, so that is the crux of the matter. Um, that uh, uh, that that's what is intended and, and meant when uh, when people talk about Zionism and Zionists and Zionist ideology. Um, and that's really not the same as Judaism or Jewish people. Um, and and really, what is what is often lost in this conversation. Um, is that you know there are of course many many Jewish people who are involved in the movement for Palestinian rights who are working for Palestinian freedom who uh, reject Zionism uh, um, and uh, or are critical of it um, and there are many shades of this as you know Peter um, so uh, uh, and of course the other thing that's lost is the entire. Uh, Palestinian perspective here, um, where you know people who are uh, of Palestinian origin are really you know um, ignored in this whole uh, conversation, and and I think that it's important to to really focus on that. You know who who uh, is is harmed here when we're talking when we when we want to raise these human rights issues. Uh, when Palestinians are, are trying to uh, bring forth their uh, aspirations um, for freedom, for equality, um, they are constantly accused of being anti-Semitic. Um, and, and and that's really harmful not just to to Palestinians and their allies who are trying to raise these issues, um, but to the entire conversation. And to our First Amendment rights, frankly, Um, you know, if we can't talk honestly and openly about these issues, uh, if the government, as is happening now, um, is interfering in our ability to talk about these things by, uh, you know, trying to uh, tell us what is okay to say and what isn't okay to say, um, we have a problem far beyond Israel policy.
0: I wanted to ask you about um, the practical impact on Palestinian and pro-Palestinian students, uh, activists on campus. Maybe you could kind of offer an example or two of of, of the ways in which these um, uh, this definition of anti-Semitism has been used or could be used, um, and the impact it has on ordinary people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly over the last seven years um, since. Uh, since Palestine Legal started, we, we've we've been tracking the kinds of attacks uh, on uh, Palestine activism. And the majority of this is happening on campuses. And the majority of the incidents that we see um, uh, are really based on these false accusations of anti-Semitism based on people's advocacy for Palestinian rights. So this this the attempt to use this this distorted definition is not new. And so we can say how the the, um, use of this definition in in investigating campus activism is going to affect students even more than it already has. Um, One one example is uh, a situation at, at UC Berkeley recently where a, a group of Jewish and Palestinian students wanted to uh, uh, do a vigil um, commemorating the victims of the Pittsburgh massacre and victims of uh, an Israeli uh, attack on Gaza, um, uh, several children, civilians, um, and there was a, a, a threat of a of a complaint, a discrimination complaint, that was based on this. Redefinition, um, and uh, it, it was basically saying that because uh, this this vigil uh, supposedly portrays Israel as a barbarian and racist nation, um, that it violates the definition and is therefore anti-Semitic and is therefore discrimination against uh, Jewish students. Um, so, so this was actually. The uh, subject of a complaint um, to the Department of Education as far as we know um, so this is the kind of thing that is is being uh, um, that that may well be increasingly investigated by the government by the Department of Education um, as discrimination you know um, and we've seen this again and again um, you know there have there have been a number of Title VI complaints um, that, you know, were, were actually dismissed um, back in 2013, 2014, um, and, and the Department of Education recognized that this is political speech. Um, it's not uh, um, a discrimination based on a protected category, um, you know, and this, these were complaints about film screenings and lectures and protests and, and divestment debates as well, right, so, um, so you know what what this definition is going to do is it's going to, to it's basically enlisting the universities and other institutions to be censors of this this issue on of debate on this issue. It's going to uh, warn it's a warning to universities that if they don't themselves investigate and scrutinize and and you know, uh, censor uh, this kind of conversation, um, then they will be subject to Title VI complaints. It's the universities that are investigated for not protecting students. It's the universities whose federal funding um, is at stake here. Um, so, so that's the real threat that um, any and all advocacy and activism for Palestinian rights on campuses and elsewhere uh, will. Uh, become suspect will, will be put under intensified scrutiny, which we've already seen because of the number of, of complaints that are being filed and the, the accusations being made. Um, but we expect this to really to intensify.
0: Well, on that worrying note, Dima, I wish we had more time, but I'm really grateful for you taking this period of your morning to explain this issue with us. And I hope we'll have the chance to talk again.
1: Yeah, delighted to, Peter. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks very much.